We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. turned 18 We lived in a one-room run-down shack on the outskirts of New Orleans We didn't have money for food or rent, to say the least we were hard-pressed Then Mama spent every last penny we had to buy me a dancing dress Well, Mama washed and combed and curled my hair and she painted my eyes and lips Then I stepped into a satin dancing dress I had a split from the side, cleaned up to my heel It was red Velvet trimming and it fitting me good She's standing back from the looking glass There stood a woman where a half-grown kid it stood Mm, welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our um, email, I'm sorry, our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. As we reported uh, two hours ago, a group of researchers have unearthed and have found the continuation of the Mayan calendar. And this has got a lot of people in the doomsday uh, business wearing a lot of... Uh, Rotten egg on their face. We're going to be uh, talking more about this tomorrow, but if you'd like more information, just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Exxon Radio TV. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Don Mordesani. Uh, now, plagued by the highest rate of unemployment since the Great Depression, millions losing their homes, a volatile economy, well, both here and abroad, as we can see what's going on in uh, Greece these days. People feel imprisoned by their lack of power. Now, despite these increasingly hard times, we can live in harmony with ourselves and the world if we know how to battle our inner demons and ogres. Now, this is the, that is the conviction of former stockbroker turned psychotherapist Don Mordesani, who is our guest this hour. He's got a new book out, Exonation, called Princes and Ogres. Integration of Psyche and Soul. And I must tell you, uh, just uh, moments before we went to air, we learned that 
this uh, his book, Princes and Ogres, Integration of Psyche and Soul, has been um, reviewed and um, it has been recommended by the San Francisco Book Review. So that's a great uh, that's a great uh, thing for Don to have because I believe that we need to fight our inner demons more and more today. And Don, I want to thank you very much for joining us here in the Exxon and congratulations on the success of your book. Well, thank you very much, Rob. It's just great to be with you. I've looked forward to this for a while. Now, I've got to ask you this right up, Brent. Um, from yeah. a from a stockbroker to pursue a life uh, that has more meaning, kind kind of got me baffled. Well, you know, the the short short of that was um, I was in business almost twenty years, mm-hmm. and I had done very you know very well. Uh, I might have been one of those that, that the protests were against, uh, you know, that we see uh, around sure. the country these days. One night. I was at the end of the year, and I had this voice come from within, and it mm-hmm. said, is this all there is? And I didn't pay attention to it. I was having a scotch and water, and the voice kept repeating, is this all there is? Mm-hmm. And a chill went through my spine, and a part of me knew that that life was absolutely over, absolutely over. This was something that came from inside, something from spirit. Within 90 days, I was out of business, I moved to the beach and on the West Coast in Santa Cruz. I started just just being. Mm-hmm. I, I dropped everything. This voice was so loud, it just thundered through me. And in my life, I never would have thought anything happened. So it wasn't Don, the small Don, the stockbroker, that decided, I think I'm tired of being a stockbroker. I went to something else. Something inside me impelled me to let go of what I was doing and just to be open to what was to come next. I guess the old saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will come, certainly applies in this case. Boy, it sure did. Yeah. Don, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Great having you with us, and congratulations on the on the super success of your book. By the way, Exonation, just in case you ran to get a pencil and paper, the name of Don's book is Princes and Ogres, Integration of Psyche and Soul. And his website is www.donmordesigny.com. Dot com. That's M-O-R-D-O-N-M-O-R-D-A-S-I-N-I dot com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, and our special guest this hour, Don Morticini. He is the author of Princes and Ogres. I'll be back on the other side of this news break. Don't go away. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. 
Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Don Mordesini is our special guest. He's the author of Princes and Ogres. His website is www.donmordesini.com. And uh, Don, uh, you've helped patients deal with uh, such issues as job loss, uh, the death of a spouse, kids on drugs, phobias, addiction, and in general, life's trials. Now, as a stockbroker turned psychotherapist, what's been your biggest accomplishment? Well, the biggest accomplishment is this. People come in, you know, they're depressed, they mm-hmm. lost their job, or they lost their house, um, they've got to relocate, and they just they just don't know how to handle it. When I walk with them mm-hmm. while they discover the resources within themselves to deal with, with these issues, My, I, what I consider a success is when they gravitate out of working through those problems and decide to begin to develop themselves begin, uh, if you will, uh, a self-accent, a spiritual ascent, uh, where they begin to embrace a much, much larger picture of life and realize that they are not only 100% natural man, but spiritual man as well. When people begin to stay with me after they solve their problems and want to stay for personal and spiritual growth, I find I get a lot of gratification out of that. Well, that's great. Now, now can your life experiences experiences, I should say, help others to uh, be inspired to transform as well? Well, you know, uh, it definitely can, because I was at the height of my career, Mm -hmm. uh, and as I said, a voice took me out of my business. It could have been, you know, uh, getting fired or anything else. doesn't matter. I was out of that business making a lot of money. The first job I got about 10, 12 months later after making several hundred thousand dollars a year, it was at $6.50 an hour. Wow. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I had an ego. I didn't know how large it was until I began to mm-hmm. work for kids half my age and saw that these people were really good people, knew what they were doing. And it just revolutionized my thinking uh, in incredible ways. And having done that, I know that people can manage anything that happens to them because I have walked that walk and I can share that with them. And I think that's important for people to know that we can handle what is thrown at us and Mm -hmm. we have the reserves, but we can't always use the old tools to solve yesterday's today's problems. And anyway, I think so. My story could be an inspiration in that way because I'm not just teaching from a book. I'm sharing my own personal life. You know, you, I know you've traveled to the Himalayas and India to seek the truth. First of all, did you find it? 
And number two, is it necessary for everyone to go to the uh, to the eastern shores, you know, in in India and in the Himalayas to find the truth? Well, what happened when I had this incredible yearning to mm-hmm. learn as much as I could about uh, to expand my consciousness, to expand my awareness, to understand what we call God or the source. I had this thirst, this incredible thirst. I studied in the desert. I did vision quests. I studied with shamans. Uh, I went to India, I met my guru, uh, and I spent a great deal of time learning spiritual practices. That was just my path, my calling, the way spirit wanted me to have the experiences I needed. The answer is absolutely no. You can get Mm -hmm. what you need in your living room or in your own backyard. Everybody's path is different, and you have to honor your path, and mine came from within. It wasn't cerebral. I think I'll go to India. I think I'll go there. Mm -hmm. No. In the quiet, your intuition, your felt sense will lead you where you need to go. And most of the time, it's in your backyard, little living room, or the family room, where you can evolve personally and spiritually. What is your definition of spirituality? I consider spirituality consciousness. In other words, before the creation, mm-hmm. nothing was manifest. Then, at the time of creation, life manifested. It manifested in terms of energy and consciousness. That consciousness is a part of what we all are. We're a microcosm of the macrocosm of consciousness, microcosm of that. And we get caught up in a very material universe. I need to do this. I've got to get a job. I have to get my kids to school. When we step back and we quiet our mind, we can tap into that consciousness, and that is Holy spiritual. And as we do that, we come in alignment with ourselves, in alignment with our purpose, in alignment with our talent. And then we move from a deep center, and there's a knowing and a wisdom in that center. I consider that we are permeated and integrated through and through with spirit, but we're so busy in the material world, we don't have a chance to get into it, usually until we're much older or until a tragedy or a sudden change in a person's life occurs, and they begin to ask, what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of my purpose? And the meaning is we're here to discover that we are an individualized unit of supreme consciousness. That's what I call spirit. Where does the religious philosophies of the world fit into your definition of spirituality? Well, the thing is this. If you take a look at any tradition, or mm-hmm. any ancient tradition that stood the test of time. Whether you're talking about Lao Tse right. in China, or you're talking about the Buddha, or you're talking about <clears throat> in the East, the great teachers of Buddha, or or the or, or Krishna, the Bhagavad Gita, all of these teachers are saying the same thing. Uh, and there was in the, uh, for example, uh, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, a new scroll was found. It was the Gospel according to Thomas, and the students are asking. Jesus, Rabbi, Rabbi, where's the kingdom of heaven? And he looks at them and says, the kingdom is all around you. Now, that's an ancient text. Mm -hmm. They dated it to about 100 A.D., carbon dating. So the teachers all said the same thing. I don't care where they came from or what their tradition was, that you are a spark of the divine, that you have a soul, a spirit that has all the attributes of the divine. And part of the reason you're on this planet is to move into that and realize to its, that to its fullest potential. 
so if all the all the religious philosophers of the past have been saying the same thing, how come there's not one religion? <clears throat> because there's not one personality. We're not. We're none of us are cookie cutter people. Everyone mm-hmm. is different, and for and and so you have a great many, many, many different religious traditions. But you have to make a distinction, Ralph. It's very important between religion, religious institutions, and spirituality. Spirituality transcends religion. In some religions, there's very little of it, and others there's more of it more of the beauty of the truth, the teaching of love and compassion and so forth, and others is more judgment and less of it. So I separate out religion from spirituality. Do you think it's necessary to, to combine the East with the West in order for uh, harmony and a better understanding of, of, uh, of, uh, of religion? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, you know, in the eighth chapter of my book, I have practices for the, for the West, mm-hmm in ways in which they can deepen to the spirit in a very comfortable way with themselves in terms of Western tradition, because the Western tradition, you go to church on Sunday for an hour, and, then, and you walk away, and you want to be good, and, and, and sort of that's it. And there's no, there's no practice, there's no path, and, and I talk about ways in which a person can enliven that every day and make that an important part of their life. So with the amalgamation of the East and the West, what would happen with the... With the present, uh, the the present um, religious philosophies, what would happen to Christianity? What would happen to Hinduism? What would happen to to Hebrew? Well, the thing is this: you take take a look at Christianity. Christianity threw out oh, a great number of books mm-hmm. in the in the Council of Trent, three twelve A.D. Constantinople called that con, uh, con, the council. Yeah, Jesus was a wandering itinerant rabbi teacher that was actually open to his fullest consciousness and the consciousness of God. He was a bit of a, he, he, Jesus was a bit yeah. of a rebel rouser. Well, well he was different. He, yeah, he, he understood, he intuited, he experienced mm-hmm. truth. Now what happened is institution rose out of that, and then different philosophies arose. Well, what happened, a lot of the philosophies that arose that were Eastern philosophies that had a tinge of Gnosticism were all thrown out of what was then a, the the accepted Bible in 300 A.D. So what I'm saying is that the the Church in 300 A.D. and the Church as it exists today has very little to do with the man who walked the seas mm-hmm. of Galilee and preached, turn the cheek, and love your neighbor, and lift the man who belittles you out of the ditch, the Samaritan, on Sunday. This is the this is the teacher. This is the teacher of love and non-judgment. And out of that came an institution that was built by men and run by men, and that has very little to do with the founding saints, the, the wondrous Christ that walked this land 2,000 years ago. In your book, um, you've referred to many times the ancient texts such as the I Ching and the U- Upandahish. I, be- I believe that's how it's spelled, uh, pronounced. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it does. How, how can they help us in our modern times? Well, the thing is this. You know, books like mine are really good, and many other books uh, are very good. But these are epic poems. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the Bible wasn't written today. It was written over two, 300 That's years. That's right, yeah. Okay? The I Ching was. The great Hindu Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, translated the Song of God, 
that is written over eons and eons. Mm-hmm. So you have the wisdom of ages and teachings there, that, or the Quran for that matter, in the Middle Ages. This was written over a period of time and compiled, and books were added. So these are epic teachings that are available to us today. The Buddhist sutras, there's so many sutras on so many aspects of life that were built over a period of time. Whereas today a writer sits down, spends two, three years, as I did, mm-hmm. puts his nose to the book, and it's done. Here you have these vast epic teachings, some which are in poems, some which are in prose, that have great wisdom in them, and nothing like that is being created today. And so I like to go back to those for the, the brilliance and the wisdom that was in them. All right, Don, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation, we're talking to the author of a very interesting book called Princes and Ogres. Don Mortisani is my special guest, and his website is www.donmortisani.com. And uh, Don and I return on the other side of this news break and some words from our fine sponsors as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com.
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Don Mortensani is my special guest at this hour. He's the author of Princess and Ogres. His website is www.donmortensani.com, and that's D O M M O R D A S I N I dot com. Uh, once again, uh, congratulations on a great book, uh, Don. Uh, I, I know it's been re- getting rave reviews, uh, but I, I've got a question. Where did you come up with the title of Princes and Ogres? Well, I took it from a Joseph Campbell tale. Mm. Uh, I'll just tell it to you briefly. Sure. Uh, there was this young prince who went off for weapons training, and he was so great after six months of mastering the training with the mace and the bow and the arrow and the spear and all this, that... He was given the title Prince Five Weapons. No one had ever earned this title before. And so Prince Five Weapons returns home, and he goes into the forest, and he meets this giant ogre, okay? Mm-hmm. And the ogre says, I will eat you. I eat legions of men and horses, too. And Prince Five Weapons looks up at this giant, you know, 10 stories high and says, I will smite you. And so what happens the short of the story is he throws his spear and it sticks to his sticky hair's hair. He throws his lance and throws his arrows and everything's dangling. So he decides to smash him with his fist. He goes through everything and pretty soon Prince Five Weapons is caught in this, this ten-story ogre hanging by the hair of Sticky Hair's ogre. And Sticky Hair now is wondering, what kind of man is this? Yeah. That fear is not death. And he looks down, he takes him in his hand, he said, who are you? And Prince Five Weapons says, if you do not put me down and submit to me, I will smite you. And the ogre laughs, and he says, uh, I swallowed an explosive device, and if you don't put me down, I will bite it, and it will kill you. And the ogre says, they'll kill you too. He said, I have no fear. I do not fear death. I'm part of eternal consciousness. And what happens? This is a story... And the reason I like it, because it's a story of every man, a story of you, Rob, and me, and your listeners. We run into a problem. Our house is foreclosed, or our kids don't go to the schools we want, or our tragedy happens, or we contract cancer. And, that, and, and this is something that we, that when we use all our weaponry, everything we learned to that point in time, and it's insufficient. And the story then, Prince Five Weapons goes deep within himself and reaches into a deep wisdom, into a soul wisdom, and comes up with the answer to solve that problem. And that's what we need, because it's a metaphor, that as we run into these issues, everything we run into has potential for our personal and spiritual growth. But we can't always deal with it the same way. So I like it because it's a metaphor for what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to share in the book. And I teach by story. Because every one of us has dangled from sticky hair's hair when we come up into something we couldn't solve it the old way, didn't know what to do. And then a passage comes as we stay into it, as we don't back away from it. A wisdom and intuition comes, and we move through it. It's a story of every man. So I like that story, and therefore I titled my book uh, using that as part of the title. Your writing is very easy, uh, very friendly, reader-friendly, I should say. Um, why did you decide to share your wisdom through ancient heroes and, and heroines? Well, the thing is, uh, three, four thousand years ago, the great spiritual giants, the teachers, mm-hmm. would walk around from village to village. 
and the people were illiterate. And, they, and, they, and so how could they teach? Uh, they said, you know, don't do this, don't do mm-hmm. that. They'd go in one ear and out the other. I guess. So it would develop stories like Prince Five Weapons. And they come back a year later, and people remember the stories. They taught through this. My teacher in India stems from a tradition that's 5,000 years old, and she teaches that way. I thought, it's not being done these days. I want to give a story that has a very profound teaching method in it that will be remembered by the reader. And then I show what the kernel of wisdom is in that story, and then... I show people who applied it, and therefore it's really reader-friendly. It's like I'm writing 3,000 years ago using, uh, you know, the, I, the way in which they taught at that time. You use the ogre as a metaphor for our ego, yeah. and you believe that if your life is not working, your ego is in charge. Why do you say that? Well, the, uh, first of all, I, the, because the ego can't become the ogre. I don't trash the ego. We need the ego to, to, you know, to go to school, get a job, put food on the table, educate our kids, clothe ourselves. But the ego, if not controlled, can become an ogre, can run away. Look at what happened three years ago with Wall Street. Oh, Look gosh, at how yeah. they trashed the economy. Look at the Penn State scandal. All these boys were terribly physically, sexually abused, and everyone there, nobody blew the whistle. Why? because their ego wanted to self-preserve them. And that's why I call the ego can become ogreic. For most of us, it gets out of hand. We get a little too greedy, we want a little too much, we speculate in the market, we lose some money, or we do things we shouldn't do. Ah, got out of hand, so we did pull back. So I like to think of the ego as an ogre, sort of part of ourselves we've got to pat on the head and, and tame and keep in charge of, lest it become truly demonic or monstrous, which we do see today. Even in Congress, Congress can't elect legislation because mm-hmm. everybody is self-centered to get themselves re-elected rather than solve the issues of the country. There's the ego somewhat over it because we're not getting the job done. So I like it because I think it's a great metaphor. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any government in the world today. Well, I, I can only talk for the Canadian government, the American government, and the British, where uh, if, if nobody has ever gone to see parliamentary or, or you know, parliamentary rules or a parliament in session whether in canada or not if you want to see a kindergarten just go see this you know you'll have your childhood all over again um well i agree with yeah. you the name calling it's just terrible it stuff is. and demeaning the other person that's all ego stuff they're not, not instead of putting their heads together to solve problems that's the ego is ogre yeah i understand where you're coming from uh, what can we actually learn from ancient teachings that we couldn't necessarily distill from today's wisdoms well, the thing is, I think what we, uh, at least in my book, mm-hmm. everybody who's, uh, who's read it has like two or three different chapters because they deal with different things, everything from love addiction, sex addiction. It does, doesn't matter. You know, practical problems. Yeah. And, and I have these stories that, that are unforgettable because they were written that way. And people say, I like this story, and, I, and this is what I'm working on. And maybe I need to build boundaries to learn how to say no appropriately so that I have some space in my life or something like that. I've got a story, an ancient story on that, the snake that wouldn't hiss. And people remember that. Ah, yeah, i gotta, I got to build my boundaries. I have to hiss today. So that's my answer to your, to your question. The stories we remember and we can apply, and the feedback to me has been everybody likes their favorite three or four chapters and works on that part that they know they want to develop within themselves, and the story helps them greatly.
What message do you want the reader to to have when he puts down your book and says, geez, you know what? Let me sit down and think about what I just read. Well, first of all, I want them to get an appreciation of the fact that we are here more than just accumulate all the goods and all the mm-hmm. money in the world. That we're here because we're spiritual beings. And we can we can speed up our own individual evolution, okay? Just as there are societies that are backward and there are societies that are more evolved, mm-hmm. individually, each of us is in a different space. There are people who are like brutes today and people who are virtually, you know, <clears throat> magnap- mag- magnificent people. Each, our individual growth is up to us, our personal evolution. I'm talking about not just material uh, evolution in terms of recognizing and bringing one's talents to fruition, but also spiritually, evolve spiritually, so we feel a sense of brotherhood and caring, love, compassion, lack of judgment. These are spiritual qualities, and we can grow and grow in these qualities as well. So I like that. That's why I like the balance. That's what's called the integration of psyche, okay, the mind and soul, because we need a balance. If we don't have that balance, then we get the Penn State stuff. We have get what happens in the Catholic Church. We get happens with stand your ground. We get happens with all this stuff if just one side is developed and not both parts to complete a whole. You know, I'm a dad. I am my grandfather now, and and after reading your book, how can I take this information and talk to my children and my grandchildren and and help them to make this world and themselves better? Well, I think that I think that it's important. Um, like I, I tell my grandson, uh-huh. uh, my granddaughter, you know, if you're not sure about a decision you want to make, just just take ten seconds, close your eyes, and breathe. Yeah, and put your hand over your heart because in, in this in, in the subtle body, that's where the soul is. And ask yourself honestly, is this a good choice or not? And you'll get an answer. And if you don't want to do it, you know your choice is a bad one. So we can do something just as simple as this, break it down to that level. And so that would be one response I would give you. And it also applies to adults as well. How can your book help those in relationships to build a stronger relationship and a longer-lasting relationship? Well, because I talk about the ego. The ego seeks to avoid personal harm. In mm-hmm. other words, it protects us physically, but also wants to protect us from emotional harm, right. emotional vulnerability. And so let's say uh, you come home late at night, or I come home late at night, and I didn't call my wife, and, and she's well, upset. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. You're, you're, just ask, you're, you're just asking for trouble if you do that. <laughs> Both well, you and I know I that. Yeah. But, but my ego is going to try to find an excuse to save me, rather than me being open honest and say, right. look, I booted it, I'm sorry, I apologize, I'll make it up to you. Yeah. And so, my, see, my ego wants to defend me from being criticized, but I ah. deserve that criticism. And so my ego will blame my wife for being cranky or bitchy or mm-hmm. lacking understanding or make up excuses, rather than, because it wants to protect me from feeling bad, Right. I, all I need to do is allow myself to feel bad and come in with an honest response. And what that does... That opens an energy between us, and we're more harmonious and feel closer because I am—I feel clean inside, and she has had her apology. So that would be an example to your question. The workplace, 
lot of stress. Uh, people are are basically being taken advantage of by their bosses because they know the boss has got them by the shorts. And, you know, how can the, your book, or what can your book teach them, Princess and Ogres, that would make the workplace a better place to be as well as, you know, looking at that boss and say, gee, this is an egotistical problem. How would Don have approached this? Okay, the way, okay, everybody lives in their own universe, okay, because we all grow up differently, all perceive mm-hmm. differently. Let's say somebody walks in the room, talks loud. Right. You like someone who talks loud. I like no. someone who speaks softly. Mm-hmm. A third person says, wow, that person sounds confident. So we live in a world of, 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 our, of our thinking. Now, for someone in the workplace, we say, that person has got nothing to do with me. He is dancing a dance to his own tune, to his own ego. All I need to do is be in my integrity and put out the best of my work. To quote from the Bhagavad Gita, mm-hmm. Krishna said, you're responsible for your work, not for the fruits thereof. But if you are in your integrity, the fruits will come. And so we stay centered within ourselves to put out the best that we can, to bring our talents to fruition. Whether we rise to the top or do not is not important. It's that we feel satisfied that we gave the best of our uniqueness there. And if we have a boss who's caught into the small part of himself, if the ogre's got him racked up, we say, oh, that, my God, he's caught over there in that. I don't need that to impact me and my integrity in terms of bringing forth what I have to offer. But if the boss has got an ego problem, he is your boss, and if he just keeps on continuing to look for reasons not only to make your life miserable but ultimately to get rid of you, taking that attitude of, of yourself where you're in your own little universe certainly isn't going to help you. Well, the thing is this. One, you if you are self-centered, mm-hmm. deeply self-centered, you can say this person is really out to truly sabotage me, mm-hmm. and this is not me, and this is not from my ego. Ergo, I think I'll begin to look for another job. I'll call out God, and I work in Silicon gotcha. Valley. I'll call a headhunter so I can get another engineering job or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I will start looking and put processes into motion because it appears that I'm not supposed to be here. But this is done at a deep level, not a reactive level, that he's a bastard and I want to get even with him and mm-hmm. I want to catch him. It's done at a deep level of integrity. And when we move from that place, we create the possibility to actually come into something better than where we left because we're coming from a sense of honesty and integrity within ourselves and not I want to get even and leave them short a job or something like that. Don, thanks very much uh, for that answer. Uh, you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back shortly. Exo Nation, this is a great hour with Don Mortesini, and he is the author of Princess and Ogres, Integration of Psyche and Soul. And uh, Don and I return on the other side of this news break, oops, on the side of this commercial break, as the Exxon continues right here on Talkstar. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
And welcome back, everyone. Don't forget, this May 25th to May 27th, I am the Master of Ceremonies at the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo, being held at the International Centre, 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga, Ontario. Now, that is right in front of Pearson International Airport. If you'd like more information, www.bodyspiritsoul at, no, it's, I'm sorry, Body, Soul, and Spirit Expo.com. And uh, also, we're giving away over 2,500 electronic versions of the X Chronicles newspaper. We're burning them onto DVDs. We're also going to be including some of the um, interviews we've got, some of the uh, YouTube videos that we've shot. So that's all for free. All you have to do is come over to the X Zone radio TV show X Chronicles booth and say, hey, can I pick up one of the DVDs? And these DVDs are with the compliments of our fine and wonderful advertisers. Once again, for more information on the Body Soul Spirit Expo, www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. First of all, Donna, I want to thank you so much for being with us. It's been great talking to you. But I, uh, you know, you've also written a book, Wild Child: How to Help Your Child with ADD and Other Behavioral Issues. How come there are so many behavioral issues in today's society? These were unheard of 15, 20 years ago. Well, the thing is this. Um, you know, science has advanced, okay? Uh, and a lot of it has to do with parenting. Mm-hmm. And our understanding of parenting today, that a lot of kids acted out, the bullies in school, the kids picked on the other kids, a lot of times they have emotional problems. We didn't know anything about this years ago. And I think as as these emotional problems get perpetuated uh, that we need kind of books like that that are really good parenting guidelines. I've done shows on bullying mm-hmm. and, and different things like this, you know, a, a few years back because it's really endemic. I've worked with the bullies and i worked with the kids that were being bullied. But what happens was I found out a lot of them lacked uh, certain emotional support, had problems, because a kid is just, he's a cause-effect kind of a thing. You know, he gets picked on his bad time, he's going he's gonna to pass it on. Right. So well, there's so much focus on the kids that are bullied. I want to help the kids that are doing the bullying so they don't grow up to be bullies, okay, and they grow up to be good citizens. And I think also that the moral fabric of the country has changed a lot in the last 40, 50 years. Anyway, I wrote the book because um, I was ADD. I still am ADD. You can probably tell by the way I talk. And when I was a kid, you know, I was kind of made fun of, and I was left back, and I thought I was dumb. How did I overcome all these things? And so a lot of that stuff is in, in the first book. Uh, and, um, you know, I hope I answered your question. But basically, it gives good parenting techniques. And today, when bullying is taken place, it can't be more serious, particularly with the internet and particularly with cyberspace oh, yeah. where most of the bullying takes place. It's as if, they, if the bullies feel that they're protected because they're not doing it in person. They're using the, the multimedia and the social media as their, uh, as their uh, weapon of choice. Well, you, you answered your own question. There was only one means before. You had to do it in the school ground and you couldn't do it. Now you can do it you know, 24-7. Yeah. Don, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. Great pleasure talking to you. Continued success. And we look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the Exxon. 
Rob, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed this very, very much. Thanks for having me. Take on. care of yourself, sir. Exonation Don Mordesani is our special guest, or was our special guest this hour. He's the author of Princes and Ogres Integration of Psyche and Soul. His website, www.donmordesani.com. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this news break as the Exxon continues right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <laughs> 